Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. Blood and business can be an incredibly successful combination. Our coaching and techniques will help ensure that you don't sacrifice one for the other. That's a quote from my next guest. There are two guests joining me uh, today. That's a quote from their website, an incredibly powerful statement, I think. Uh, Pete Walsh is joining me. He's a master coach and founder of the Family Business Performance Center. And for the last 20 years, he's been helping business owners build strong teams using the same proven principles used by world-class athletes. He's developed a set of exercises that help business owners build a high-performance coaching culture. And Mark Ottestat, 40 years of marriage, 30 years of leadership and hospitality retail and leadership development, three kids and two grandkids, and following one God, Jesus. Today, Mark focuses on family business coaching with the target of relational peace and enterprise prosperity through one-on-one and group coaching processes as created by his partner, Pete Walsh. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Pleasure to have you here. Great to be here. Bill, thanks for having us. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, let's start with... uh, uh, Mark, why don't you tell me a little bit about what, uh, a little bit more about your background and what you're up to, and who you're um, intending on on helping, and who you do help on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Bill. I I have uh, had this journey for the last many years, which has been focused on small and mid-cap companies, uh, which has been primarily in the Christian leadership space of helping them you know, grow. Uh, I did that through a Christian Vistage model called Convene, which was awesome. Uh, I left that as an investor a couple years ago after getting 1,500 guys in and working, and and I hung my shingle, and now I found uh, Pete Walsh, and we are focusing on a lot of uh, parent-child navigation towards, uh, as I say, peace and prosperity. So that's our that's our goal, and in the middle of that is purpose, the big why. Why do people do it? And helping them gain clarity around that. So it's uh, it's a great season to help leaders lead better. Thanks, Mark. And your your legacy within Convene is is certainly intact and in place. You've helped a tremendous uh, number of individuals to uh, help with with their planning, and I've attended several of those groups, and they're they're fantastic. Convene is a fantastic organization. Pete, uh, the Family Business Performance Center. Center, tell us a little bit about that and your background. 
Thanks, Bill. I actually was in a 90-year-old family business, and so I got to feel the pain and frustration firsthand of, you know, the conflict in a family business. And 20 years ago, I actually realized I had to go do something different, and I started my coaching practice. And then I started to turn back and work with families because I had a very unique perspective. I'd felt it firsthand. And then I discovered this idea of deliberate practice. You know, the the world's best athletes, football teams right now, the NFL starting to go back to training camp to practice the fundamentals. So I developed a set of skills and exercises for family businesses to learn how to communicate and start working together better. And uh, it's a issue near and dear to my heart because so many family businesses are just a great source of pride and legacy for the family. But when the family conflict and communication breaks down, it really can break down the whole business and the whole family structure. So I use this idea of deliberate practice to help families learn how to communicate and work through their issues and really start to have some fun and uh, and then have a successful transition in the business. And so I feel very blessed to get to do what I do. And then Mark and I found each other and we have some very complimentary skills and values and we have our own team to go out and help families. Pete, uh, a 90-year-old family business is a real rarity. We've all seen the statistics that not many businesses even make it to the next generation. What do you think the most common obstacle uh, business owners face is uh, is when they're uh, trying to build their team? Well, you know, many people, Bill, are very good at the technical part of their business. They might be really good at running a wholesale distribution company, but they're not very good at coaching and developing a team. So they're technically good, but they don't know how to really build a team, and that's where we can really help. And, uh, Mark, um, you say that your focus is relational peace and enterprise prosperity. Let's talk a little bit about those those terms and how do you make that happen? Yeah, I think the relational piece is just huge and uh, really the the chaos of really family relationships, how do you start navigating towards peace? I, I believe the the key to that is forgiveness, right? And so how do you start moving people into oh, releasing the past and moving towards the future. And, and usually, you know, the golden goose being the, the business enterprise certainly creates a a foundation to go, oh, gosh, there's a good reason to try and have a better future. Uh, I found that the forgiveness piece is is really most manifested in this tool that I've created, which is called the do-over. And the, the do-over is this really simple way uh, of, restating something that was said in a better way that creates relational integrity and glue. And uh, the example I always use is uh, my, my best friend and I are uh, meet every Friday for, for breakfast. We were at a board meeting on a Thursday night, and I'm looking forward to that, uh, that next moment where we're going to have breakfast together. And I say, hey, Russ, what's uh, tomorrow look like? And he says, hey, Mark, I can't make it i got to help uh, my wife, Vicki, with our foster kid. And 
and I say, oh, swing and a miss, better luck next time, jump in my car and start driving home. Um, as I'm driving home, I think, wow, what a great way to treat your friend. So I call Russ up and I say, hey, Russ, can I have a, can I have a do-over? Mm-hmm. And Russ says, what do you mean? And I say, well, I'm going to ask you the exact same question, and I want you to give me the exact same answer. So, Russ, what about breakfast tomorrow? Russ says, no. And I say, Russ, I think it's awesome how you love your wife so well and support her so well, and I can hardly wait till our next breakfast because that's one of my favorite days of the week. And Russ says, wow, did that feel good. And so in coaching, I have this opportunity to help people reestablish relationships by being humble enough to say, hey, I didn't do that so good, and would you give me another shot at it? And when that happens, you all of a sudden start building positive glue rather than negative tension. So forgiveness is big. I know, no, Pete, you got, you got some thoughts there on the forgiveness front? Well, I do, and and where I wanted to go also is from what you said, it's like rehearsal. So, again, great athletes, they'll practice on the practice field. So when that situation comes up again in real time, people can get better at it. So kind of the do-over is we get teams together and we get to practice, you know, communicating. So when that next situation comes up, maybe you're even going to be better at it. But it really is. It's it's so huge to to be able to, you know, build those skills and then be able to do it in real time. And that's a big part of coaching is that somebody gets to stand next to the team, next to the leader, and call a timeout. Um, I use the analogy many times I'm a golfer, and so I can't see myself. I can't stand behind my golf swing. But my golf coach can stand back there and say, hey, hold on a minute. Or the coach will even replay some video of my golf swing, and I have to tell you, it's not very pretty. That's a little bit frightening when I see that. But the coach's job is to really teach the team how to rewind the game film, look at each other's performance, give feedback, improve performance. So when the game is on the line, we've rehearsed and we can do the right thing in the right moment. I love what you guys are saying. And it's uh, so important in the family business to have these rehearsals, these, you know, like you said, with the golfer. Now, you know, if you end up over by those trees on the seventh hole, you know how you know how it's going to look. What are you going to do then? What's, what, let's rehearse what you're going to do then, so you're prepared for that. In this case, it's you know what happens if your uh, son or daughter says they've decided they don't want to go into the business, or let's say one does and uh, another one doesn't. Um, how are you going to handle that situation? What are you going to do about that? Uh, it's, so it's a great, really, con- really great concept about. Uh, the do-over. I really like that. Are, uh, Mark, are there any other components that are important in the journey towards peace and prosperity for business owners? Well, I think a second uh, tool that I use a lot, and it's one of the things that uh, I'm just so excited about working with Pete on, is what I call inside out. And inside out is, you know, what's going on inside of me that needs to get out uh, so that uh, we can move the ball forward. Often, you know, we're tortured about what we're thinking, and and it gets bigger and bigger, and there's there's this fear and apprehension. 
And there's something just magical about getting those things out onto the table, putting light on it, and all that fear and apprehension shrinks. And then you get to kind of step into reality again with kind of what Pete's talking about. Let's let's learn how to process those things and, and look at it from 360 degrees. And so Inside Out is huge, and, and I've been so excited on on uh, the website for family business performance are these tools and, uh, you know, lots of opportunities to uh, kind of uh, give you a script on these are really common things that are uh, common. Let's let's put light on them and we can work through them. It's, it's, it's not as hard as it feels when it's on the inside when you get it on the outside. Pete, what are your thoughts? Well, Mark and I have a little joke. It's like I'll say, let me coach your son, and uh, you can coach mine, because that's the other thing. Especially in our families, we have so much history and baggage. And so, you know, I might say something to my son, and he'll have a reaction. When Mark says it to him, he says, oh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So, again, that's part of where an outsider's voice can bring some objectivity and uh, and really help people, you know, look at what's happening with a, a new eye. And in our families of origin, it just gets so complicated. And then with many of the families we work with, they have now spouses and cousins. We work with things called a cousin consortium. And every time it gets more complicated. So the coach's job is to really bring a lot of objectivity. And one of the other things that Mark and I have in common is we like to have a little humor. We like to have a little fun. We like to get the family laughing a little bit and and appreciating all of the things that they have to be grateful for. And that kind of lightens them up and loosens them up to have some of these conversations and see new ways of relating together. Now, Pete, one of the things that's on a lot of our listeners' minds is, is my, is my choice for successor leader uh, an appropriate choice? I mean, I, he is my son. Uh, I love him. Uh, I think he's great. Um, I'm not sure that other people in the organization feel the same way. Uh, I'm not sure that he, he has what it takes, and I really need this to work out because my retirement's riding on it. How do you help owners to evaluate their successor choices? We use a process called 360-degree feedback, and, you know, it's just such a common and important thing. So we'll come in and interview the stakeholders because if Dad walked around and interviewed them, of course they're going to feel really, really uh, in a difficult spot to say, gosh, Joe, I think your son's great, but this. So, again, the coach can interview everyone, and then Mark and I are – uh, experts in leadership and leadership skills so we can help better dissect what parts of this person's game are good and what parts need to improve and then we can set goals measurable goals and we can also be accountable for measuring the results so it is really an important part of the process. But the other thing, like in our 90-year-old business, a business gets bigger, it gets more sophisticated. And so we'll also encourage people to understand and how to bring in professional management. So your 
successor might be good at a couple pieces, but you might want to supplement the team with other strengths and expertise. And in most cases, a family business started, dad maybe ran it as a one-man show, but now the business needs really a team of professionals. And that's where the coaching culture and the high-performance coaching you know, accountability really is an important process. So those are some ways we approach that. That's terrific. Uh, Mark, you have something called uh, uh, focusing on what's most important, the one thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's uh, life is busy. Uh, there's lots of incoming. There's, uh, you know, this whole idea. And, and it's one of the reasons I love coaching, which is, uh, how do you help people slow down enough to recognize what's most important and to move that ball forward? I mean, there's certainly a famous book there, The One Thing by Keller. does a great job of kind of uh, working through uh, some false beliefs and some uh, tactical and strategic ways to actually move this forward. And, and I find it to be a really important part in the coaching process. And And connected to that is this oh, intuitive relational dynamic that often people uh, in the coaching process talk about lots of things that aren't the one thing. And part of my role is to kind of move that back there and, and kind of look there again and ask the question, this is what you stated to be most important. Has that changed or not? And, and I find normally it hasn't changed and they're very happy to have someone say, oh, yeah, that is a, that is the target. Let's uh, let's get back there and let's kind of aim in that direction. So yeah, the one thing is is awesome. And and the other piece we haven't talked about is something I call the hero. And the, the hero is uh, in relationships. Uh, we often have this uh, insaneness that we all know about, which is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Uh, and the hero model is, well, gosh, who's going to really change the input to get a different output, right? And so often that this is, could be the, uh, the founder, legacy guy that really needs to kind of be the, the tip of the spear to change the input to help get a different output from the next generation. So those things are, are really fun. And once again, it's, the, it's that coaching model that, that Pete's talking about, helping people see a different way, practice a different way, be a new person, be a new leader. Guys, this has been fantastic information. Tell our listeners uh, if they're if they're listening and saying, boy, I wonder if I should give these guys a call and if I'm a candidate here, who's a perfect uh, candidate for your services? Uh, I would say somebody that's coachable. <laughs> so, you know, somebody that is open to new ways of looking at things. And by the way, at our website, familybusinessperformance.com, we have something called the Landmine Detection Map, which has been a really popular tool. And it's a graphic that shows the family where they are and where there might be some underlying issues that could really blow up and disrupt the family. So I would encourage them to check out the Landmine Detection Map. But we mostly need people that are open to feedback. Again, if I go to my golf lesson, and I really don't 
listen to what he's saying and don't and I'm not willing to try it, then it's going to be a waste of my time and energy and his time and energy. So we're looking for people that have an open mind and can uh, try on new things. Yeah, I would I would make those same declarations. I mean, I think self-awareness is huge. Um, I love being an encourager. I have courage for my clients. Often, often there's this, how big a hill is that? And uh, it's great walking with somebody and saying, I, ha- I can encourage you. I can give you courage to move in that direction. So this, this thinking of it's a zero-sum game that uh, I can't have family peace and enterprise prosperity that that's just false we want to we want to knock that down and say there is hope there is opportunity it does take self-discipline but you find that people rise to it people want a better way they want the tools they they want to grow so those are the kind of people we're looking for people that are saying hey i'm, I'm ready for a new day and and again uh, we want to be available to really help people potentially create their own uh, coaching cultures. You know, our goal is to arm people. Uh, we'll walk with them as long as we want, can walk with them, and and simultaneously give them uh, that classic thing of make them fishermen rather than uh, give them fish, right? So that's uh, lots of what we're what we're working on. Well, listeners, I can't imagine you being in better hands than with Pete Walsh and Mark Outerstadt, and uh, I can't imagine why you wouldn't right now go to Family Business Performance. and look for the landmine detection map. That sounds like a great tool. I love the name of it. Uh, It spells it out. It tells it exactly what it is. You guys have given us a lot of great tips and things we should be thinking about, and really appreciate you uh, helping our listeners out today. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Bill, thank you. It's really important work that you're doing, and uh, we so appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and your listeners. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.